an evening filled with paranormal, special guests, interviews, haunting stories, creatures of the unknown, and tales that will chill you to the bone. Brought to you by the UPRN Network and Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. Take a walk into the night with Sean Kelly. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Into the Night with Sean Kelly. How are is everybody? We are on UPRM Radio 105.3 out of New Orleans. And um, we're also on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page. And um, what a weekend, you know? What a weekend we had. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Julia, she got married up in Conneaut, PA at the Conneaut Hotel. And if you want to Google Conneaut Hotel, do it. But that the hotel was, what, built in 1903? And it's still the same hotel. Um, I mean, the old plumbing, the old doors. I mean, it was, it was downright crazy. But I will tell you this. It was very, very, very beautiful. Um, in fact, I went there, oh my goodness, and see, I'll be 60 next week. I know, ladies, I'm getting old, but um, I think I was 50 years ago. It was up there, and it, it hasn't changed. Um, so it was pretty interesting, Did and it is considered a very haunted hotel. And I'd like to share a story with you on the haunted hotel that ha the experience that happened to me. Um, so Friday night, well, Jason was up there and uh, he called me up and said he might come over to my room because he was in another room. And uh, so I'm, you know, in, in my room, you know, laying down, you know, checking out my stuff I do on my phone. And I hear a door knock. And I'm thinking, Okay, so that must be Jason coming, you know, because I do lock the door when I go to a hotel. And um, so I opened it up, and I'm expecting to see Jason there. And you know what? Nobody was there. Nobody. And I was like, ah. So we're starting off the, the weekend with a knock on the door with nobody being there. And uh, that, 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 it kind of put a smile on my it didn't make me uneasy um it just it, it was pretty cool knowing that the ghost up there were uh you know know that i hunted ghosts i guess um uh, i know but was it back in 2013 um we, we no 2012 we filmed a a tv show up there it was called uh i think it was Raw Fair or Paranormal Pittsburgh, one or the other. And uh, we actually um, filmed it. And uh, well, it's a very, very haunted place. What was crazy about the whole deal was that Russ and Jam were up there with us and they brought their dog Prudence with them. God bless, you know, God bless her. She passed. But um, what was crazy, we took her through the hotel at night. And um, there was one room that she would not go into. It, it would, and it, no matter how hard we tried to get her into the room, um, she just wouldn't go. Um, she did everything she could. 
and it was like, hmm, interesting. And then we took her down to the ballroom, and uh, you know, it same thing. She went into the ball and in, into the room, but she wouldn't go on the ballroom floor. So and she just wouldn't step on the floor, which was pretty interesting. And so I was like, kind of like figuring it out, you know, um, how dogs can sense spirits. Okay. And I, Prudy was good at it. Um, she's a very good ghost sniffing dog. But she's a beautiful dog, too. Um, and so it, it, it was just pretty, pretty interesting. What, what we all experienced with Prudence, with her not going into the different rooms and, and places in the hotel. Um, but a couple other hotels that I was in, um, we did uh, a place up. Oh, I wish I knew. They call it Hell Time because the zip code is 15666. And uh, it was called the R&R &R Hotel. Now, that was my very, very first investigation at a major hotel. And um, so I had the weekend off and I went up there early on Friday, you know, so I can check in early to one of my rooms. And um, so I'm sitting there having hamburger because they, you know, they had put, they had like a little cafe there. So I'm eating my hamburger and all of a sudden I see the coroner's office come in, the coroner car. I looked, I said, what the hell happened? And here somebody died that morning at the hotel. And, and that was like, that was crazy. I was freaking, you know. And I just said to myself, I said, self, we are going to have a wonderful weekend. And so I finally got my room at the R&R. &R and I went up and I went to take a shower and... I personally like really hot showers, all right? Not really, really hot, but hot. <clears throat> and what happened was, um, so I'm taking a shower, and nobody else is using water. I was the only one in the room out of all these rooms, okay? And all of a sudden, the water got ice cold, literally cold. And I was like, will you please stop it? I said it out loud. I said, would you please stop and put the hot water back on again? And it did. It, and the hot water did. Um, and so after I take my shower, they had phones, old time, you know, rotary phones. I don't know if you youngins know what a rotary phone is, but. And the phone was only connected downstairs, you know, to the lobby. And so all of a sudden the phone was ringing. I'm like, holy crap. What? Did I pay my bill? What? What's going on here? And so I answered it, and there was nobody on the line. Okay. I'm thinking, hmm. So I hung up, and it rang again, picked it up, and nobody on the line. And I'm like, I got to find out about this. So I hurried up, got dressed, went down, and I asked, did you call my room? And they said, no. They go, why? I said, because my phone rang twice up there, and no one answered the phone. And then they started to laugh and they were saying, ah, that was one of the ghosts, you know, up there. That was a ghost of the R&R &R Hotel up there. And um, so we started the investigation Friday night. You know, everybody came up 
and uh, we set up our equipment. And now at that time when we filmed, when we, we didn't film it, but we, when we did the investigation, we had the old IR lights, you know, nothing like the equipment that they have today. And uh, I think this was back in 2008 uh, when ghost hunting was like in its prime. And uh, so we hooked everything up. And so Donnie, he had his monitor set up and we had four cameras going in different places, different halls. And um, all of a sudden we're sitting there and watching the video and all of a sudden, boom, the one camera just goes off. It just shut off. And we're like, whoa, what the hell happened? You know? And um, so we ran up to the second floor and we followed the wiring, you know, for, you know, because you had to plug it in. And uh, here, somebody unplugged it from the um, extension cord. And we're like, well, we knew everybody was downstairs and there was nobody up on the second floor. So it was like, okay, did the ghost do this? We think so, you know. Um, so the R&R Hotel was really, really haunted. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there were a lot of ghosts. And again, I experienced like what I experienced up at the Conneaut Hotel. But that time it really creeped me out because um, that was the first actual hotel that I was in by myself. And I was sleeping. And I heard loud knocking on the door. And so I opened up the door and there was nobody there. Nobody. And so I shut it and I went back to bed and then I heard the knock again. Got up, nobody there. So I closed it and right now, you know, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, I do get scared sometimes. I have no problem saying I get scared, you know what I mean? But um, so all of a sudden I heard footsteps running back and forth down the hall. Now I knew nobody was there because everybody went home that worked there, and I was the only one in the hotel. And uh, just heard, you know, ruckus. I heard people talking. I heard, um, uh, let's see, you know, people running up and down the hallway. So it was a very active hotel, and I had a lot of fun, you know. Scared, but you know what? had a lot of fun. And then we went down to Prospect Place. Now, Prospect Place is down in Trimway, Ohio. And that uh, man, it was a mansion, and it was a big part of the Underground Railroad. Um, but what happened down there that was really creepy is the first time up, because we, when we go away for the week, when we go to a place, we just don't stay overnight. We like to spend a couple nights and investigate. So first night we were down there, first time when we, when we did a double one i was like sleeping and all i heard in my voice was no she's over there no he's over there no she's over there i woke up and i'm like who the hell's talking in my ear it's two o'clock in the morning no, she's over there no he's over there no he's over there and i'm like damn and I woke up and I looked around. There was like four other beds in there with four other people. And they're like snoring away. And I'm thinking, damn, will you please let me sleep? <laughs> I said, I want to sleep. Let me sleep. 
you know, and I can be in a good mood tomorrow night when we investigate. And um, I didn't hear no talking after that. But some of the old hotels that we have gone to um, that were extremely haunted, they're a lot of fun, especially if you stay overnight. Um, what's really cool is when you stay overnight, you set up your equipment in your own room. Jason can tell you about that. Um, we do that. Except for me now, I just need, I need my beauty sleep. I'm getting old. So I, I take a melatonin gummy and I, I just zonk right out because I'm tired. But um, they're great. They're, they're great places to go to. And um, I know for a fact um, that there are hotels that do offer, you know, haunted, you know, paranormal investigations. So. You know, if you're around, if, uh, you don't have to be in Pittsburgh, but wherever you live, just Google haunted hotels and um, wherever you live and find out if they're, you know, going to hold investigations. And I highly recommend that you go. It will be a, a, a really neat experience. So hopefully, you know, you all will be able to go and bring your cameras, you know, bring your K2s and whatever you got, just bring it. But you know what? If, if you've never been on a paranormal investigation before, please make sure, you know, if you go to a hotel, go with go with a group. Like usually groups do hold situations like that, investigations like that. And uh, it's good to go with somebody who knows what to do. They can show you the ins and outs of investigating. And please, please, please always ask questions. It don't you know, it, it don't hurt to ask questions. Now, to you, it might seem a stupid question, but remember one thing, that there is no such thing as a stupid question, you know. So um, I, I just want to leave you with that, with the hotels that I was at. Um, now, the Octagon House, that was just a house down there in Whitfield, Virginia, and that place was haunted. So, you know, wherever you're at, you know, if you want to take a weekend, go somewhere to a hotel of some sort that, you know, that is haunted and spend a night. It will be total. It, it would be interesting. You know, it will be interesting. Now, that's it with the hotels. Okay. Um, we really don't have um, uh, any investigations coming up. It just seems like it, it dies down some, you know, um, because we're mainly, you know, we like to work with the clients. So, from what I have seen, you know, everything just went full circle again, all right? And what I mean by that was, at one time, it was really busy. We were doing a lot of houses and stuff like that. And, and then a couple years, two, three years on the road, it slowed down, and it completely slowed down. And it actually came to a stop, I want to say, back in February, okay, um, where nobody wanted nothing all of a sudden, I'm starting to get some messages on, on the Pittsburgh Paranormal page. And, um, you know, it just seems like the activity is picking up again. And the reason why I think that the uh, activity is picking up again, there's a reason. Look at all the, the bat, you know, all the pain out there, all the anger out there in the world now. You know, spirits are attracted to energy. And when you release all the you know, your energies that are stored inside you, anger, you know, anxiety, um, pain, confusion, 
you're releasing that off. And so what you're doing is that you, you, you draw in the spirits because the spirits actually need um, energy to survive. Okay. Um, so imagine what the world is going through right now with over in Ukraine with uh, all the other stuff in the United States that happened um, in, you know, the Supreme Court and stuff like that. It, 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 there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of negative energy that are releasing a lot of negative energy. So if you imagine millions of people releasing all that negativity out there in the world, of course, the spirits are just going to be like licking their chops and they're like, ha-ha, we're coming back, you know. Um, so that's what's happening. And again, I say it every week and it probably never will happen, but you know, maybe one day we'll give the spirits a rest and say, you know what, let's just be happy for one day. One day I'm hoping that everybody was just happy and have no anger, no anxiety, nothing like that. You know, one day, that's all we need is just one day. Okay. And, We'll give everybody a break, you know. I, I, you know, I still believe that. I still believe that it's going to happen. Okay, I still believe everybody's going to get along for one day. You know, um, will I be shocked? No, I wouldn't be, because I know it's going to happen. But I don't know when. Maybe I'll be dead by then. Who knows? You know, maybe A and I, you know, will get so big AI artificial intelligence that we can't get mad no more or we can't have that negative energy can you imagine you know with all the uh, artificial intelligence that's going on right now can you imagine in 10 12 years from now well it could be we'd, we'd be like in charge of robots or robots would be in charge of us who knows what's going to happen but will it change the world? Probably. But I believe that it will change everybody's emotions. I believe we're just going to be so, you know, relied on robots and stuff like that, that we're not going to have, I guess, brain wars. I don't know why I said that, but something like a brain wars. And, you know, we're going to have to be dependent on them. You know, to where we can't be angry no more. And I'm sure if that ever happens, okay, I'm sure, you know, there's going to be some militias and there's going to be some other underground people that want to fight the artificial intelligence. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Sounds like I'm talking from a movie, okay? But um, I'm not. It does sound like it, but, you know, if it ever does happen, I don't think I'll be around, you know. Can you imagine that, me not being around? Oh, my goodness, it would ever take over this show. It would be crazy. They'd be like, you're not Sean. <laughs> so it's not into the night. But, you know, I know and everyone else knows that um, our time on Earth is set in a date, you know, and when that happens, it happens, and when I passed, I'll be a ghost. And what's really cool about that, okay, is that 
all the investigations that I've done, all the spirits that I helped cross, all the other all the spirits, especially the negative ones, you know, that I fought and, or whatever, will be waiting for me on the other side when I die. Am I going to be there to kick my butt? What? I don't know. But, you know, so I don't want to die. But then again, I do because I'm really, really curious to know what goes on out in the spirit world. I don't know if anybody else is like that over there. But, um, it, it, you know, who knows? What do you all think? What do you all think? Do you think when you die that it's going to be a happy time out there? Or are you going to expect that, you know, just like the movies where everything is gloom and doom? What do you think? If you ever, you know, want to, you know, have a result or if you ever want to leave a message to me and I will, you know, get back to you on it. In fact, I might put it on the show. Oh, and by the way, um, if you would like to be on my show, if you belong to a paranormal group and, or a UFO group, Bigfoot group, cryptid group, message me at Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, you know, the Facebook page, and I'd be more than happy to get you on, you know, and uh, we can interview, and it, it will give you, I, I hate saying that 15 minutes of fame, you know, I don't like that saying because it makes you feel kind of like, like, uh, you're just doing this for the attention, blah, 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 blah. No, it isn't, you know. You're actually getting yourself out there, and you're going to actually get people to be in contact if they want to investigate stuff like that, if you want to, they want you to come to their house or wherever. But your name will get out there, you know. Um, I do pretty good on my listeners, and so it, it helps, you know. It helps to get out there, and whatever you want to talk about and say like that you don't have um, no paranormal group or whatever. And if you just want to come on and talk about what's going on, you know, we can talk paranormal. We can talk about mental health. Um, we can talk about cryptids, Bigfoot or whatever you want to talk about. And that, that would be interesting. That, that would be an interesting show. Um, I think we, I think it would work out. So, seriously, if you are interested in coming on, I would love to have you. You know, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to show your face. You don't have to message your face. You know, messenger, and and you know, you don't have to show your face. You know, you, you can block it out. But I think it would be a good opportunity and a good time to do it. You know, I really believe that. And so hopefully I will see you on my show. That would be great, you know. Um, so, you know, the last couple of weeks, what, what's been going on is that I, I've had a lot of people talking to me about seeing ghosts. In fact, I was with a client today, have a month. And when I sit down and, and I talk to a person, you know, and they tell me what's going on, I have to ask questions. And the majority of the people that I um, talk to are empaths, okay? Um, and, you know, being an empath, you know, it's a blessing, 
but it's also a curse. But I'm sure anybody out there who realizes that knows it is. Because what you actually do is that you're picking up on other people's feelings. You know, you're picking up on their anger. You're picking up on your, their happiness, whatever. But it, it, it's a good thing sometimes, too, because it's like a good, uh, I don't want to say weapon, but when you go to a, a crowded room, okay, and yeah, it'd be tough for us, and it is tough, because there's all that energy going off on you that you're film, that you're bringing in. And But what's cool about it is that you can tell who to talk to, not to talk to, who's thinking about who's going to screw who, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. That's what's interesting about it, you know. And, and, and it, like I said, it is a curse, but a blessing, a blessing and a curse. But, you know, a lot of us are empath. And I really, truly believe that, you know, spirit gives it to people a little bit more than others. Now, I do not know what the reason would be behind that. Okay. I would not know the reason behind it, why he gives it more to other people than less people. But it, it's just something that, you know, you're going to have to live with. You know, there's no getting out of it. You know what I mean? Um, Lord, it would be great just to shut down for two days. That would be cool, you know. Um, so what I did was I got my, uh, I got a new phone. And uh, I got a iPad with it, which is pretty cool. And so I'm going to look on my iPad. And uh, these are 12 signs you're an empath. 12 signs. So I'm going to read them. So listen to these and maybe we can find out if, if uh, you are or not. All right. So here we go. Uh, oh, crap. Okay. Let me get out of here. Okay. You're clarisentient. Whatever that means. That's it. Somebody out there, you know, that want to Google that, you know, what clarisentient means. I don't, you know, that would be cool. You can get on, you know, on the Facebook or, or on the UPRN uh, Facebook page and listen to my show and you can tell me about it. But, you know, for now, I think I'm going to look that up myself. But in the meantime, um, do you think you're an impact? I do. I know I am. Is it possible that um, you are? Well, we're going to find out for the next couple, you know, couple, 10, 15 minutes and see what we got. Okay. Okay. Cool. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Okay. All right. It's an empath is so in tune with the feelings of others that he or she automatically picks up external emotions. A clairsentient is a person also has that gift, but um, uh, let's see. But those clairsentient people have enhanced perception that allows them to make sense of emotional energies. So like I was telling you before, you know, you can pick up on people. And I'm not really good at words or definitions of some type. So that's why I had to look it up. Um, And what's crazy about that um, is it happened because the definition of an empath, an empath is an experience different from regular empathy. Most people talk about empathy, they mean they can understand what someone else is feeling, they sympathize. When an empath says, I understand how you feel, they mean it literally. The empath experiences other people's emotions as vividly and as intensely as their own. And that's true. And I pick up on a lot of people all the time. So... Again, the good upon it is that you know what people are thinking about you or what they're thinking of. And that part is that we absorb too much. Uh, You embody another type of Claire. And what I believe that is that what I just explained in that, um, where, you know, you can feel somebody's hurt and everybody can do that, but you can actually feel that, you know, it's like really, really, really more intense than what, you know, the other clairvoyant, clairsentient is. Uh, You often feel overstimulated, stimulated, that's true. Um, You may struggle with boundaries. And that's a good one because I do struggle with that, you know. Um, I don't like people getting into my space. Okay, and and it's just not I'm trying to be mean or something like that. I don't like to have a lot of people around me. In fact, really, I don't like to have nobody around me because I can feel what they're picking up. You know, how they're feeling, I pick that up. And it's crazy, you know. I mean, I have my own emotions that i got to deal with. And, uh, you know, do it with picking up other people's emotions along with mine. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Seriously, um, you can feel others others' emotions. Uh, you are overwhelmed by crowds. You have to actively choose not let the energy get in. But you know what? That's hard. You can choose. You can do whatever you can to try not let the energy in. Okay, but it just doesn't work. It's just there. And especially when people are like really, really, really strong, you know, um, who, who's real strong in empathic work, empath, you know. Uh, one more, you have always been sensitive 
especially as a child. But I wasn't, not when I was a child. Mine happened back in 1983 when I was in the Navy. And I've shared this story with you before, and I'm going to share it with you again. Um, 1983, I was 21 years old. And uh, I was taking a drug called antabuse that weaned you off alcohol. And so I had it in my system for over a year. So one day I didn't take it. And I got angry about it. And um, what happened was I drank a whole fifth of Jack Daniels. Because I was depressed, you know. And I was angry because I they weren't down there to give me my pill. And so they rushed me back to the ship, you know, and then up in medical. And I died. And so when I came through, I started to see things, hear things, and feel things that weren't there. Well, that's the biggie. Well, whenever that started happening, you know, I started to feel other people's feelings. Their hurt, their pain, if they were going to commit suicide. Or, you know, how they're going to screw over their partner. Or, I felt this. And it drove me crazy. It drove me really, really, really crazy. Because, why me? That's the first question out of my mouth. Is why me? And it really bothered me. You know, it's like, I wanted to run away and just lay in my bunk right after I got done from work. You know? From, I was a cook in the Navy, and I just wanted to be by myself. But with, uh, what, I was on the carrier, and with 5,000 guys on the carrier, okay, uh, I had no choice but to listen to them, you know, their, their energies. But that's how I, you know, started my impact. You know, when it got, when I died, uh, my old spirit left and a new one popped in. And my gifts and, you know, heightened up. And they just get stronger and stronger, you know, every year. But yes, I do want to shut it off. But I can't. It's impossible. Now, if there's anybody out there that knows how to do it, okay, um, Please tell me. I would love to know how to do it. <laughs> you know, so do you think you're an empath? And you feel like the whole world is just coming upon your shoulders? Welcome to my world. Welcome to a lot of people's worlds. But I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. You will know another empath and and you guys will click you know what i mean you guys will click i click with a lot of empath people and what's really cool about it when i do talk to them like my client today um she was she was empath she was an empath and she couldn't understand what was going on and i could tell by just talking to her that she felt comfortable right away. You know, it's like we've known each other for a long time. 
but you you get connected to other people who are just like you you know you might not want to but but it happens and you know what there's a lot of us out there a lot of us you know and just to have somebody understand what you're going through is like the best thing in the whole world so I wanted so it, it, that's why the reason why I brought why I wanted to bring that topic up. Um, so let's see what else can we chat about? Oh 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 oh! That was crazy. A friend of mine um, and she uh, told me about how there's been a lot of robins hanging around her, and there's a lot about a lot of cardinals. That are around her, and it it was bugging her, and so you know I looked it up. You know the animal totems, why they were always there around her, and with the robins. Okay, I, I I'm not saying this word from work because I really don't know, but from what I understood, what I read was that, you know, you're going to start on a new journey. Okay, a lot of good things are happening. And um, with the Cardinals, they come in and, you know, they kick you in the butt to help, you know, they work with the Robins, you know, like good things are going to happen, you know. And when she found out about that, she was, she was happy, you know. Um, but it, it's amazing how animals, you know, when you work with them, you know, when you see them, um, it's interesting how they work in your life for that very day. Now, another friend of mine, she, you know, she texted me this morning, sent me a message this morning and said that she saw two swans that flew over her head. And I, again, looked up the animal totem about her, about the swans, and it says that she has a beautiful soul inside, but she needs to see it, you know. And that's why the swans came over her, for her to look deep inside her house. She is a beautiful person. She's a wonderful person. But sometimes, you know, it's hard, you know, to um, understand. Because a lot of us don't want to look deep inside, you know. You know, I tell everybody that I worked with when I worked with an AA, when I sponsored them, I would tell them, go look in the mirror. Okay, go look in the mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I love you. Say that when you look into the mirror. And I'm going to challenge that to everybody out there today. You know, today after the show or tomorrow morning, wherever, whenever you hear this, go to your bathroom and look in the mirror and, and tell yourself, I love you. And I can guarantee it would be the hardest thing in the world to do. It will be. You, you know, a lot of people just turn away and they don't want to look. And it's because they don't believe it. They don't believe it. And that's due for whatever situation, you know, that they grew up. Whatever, you know, it's real hard to do. Can I do it today? Um, you know what? I can, but there are times where I can't, or I do turn my head away. 
And whenever I force myself to say, hey, Sean, I love you. I don't even believe it. But there were a lot of times that I, um, I could say it without flinching. In these last two weeks, it was a hard thing to do for me. You know? There's so many things that I learned, you know, when I got sober. Little things, you know, that I take into my life today. And I still work them. I don't do too many meetings now because, you know, my life did become busy. But I do have my sponsor on speed dial, you know, just in case. And I know where the meetings are for me. And if I was really, really hurting, I'd definitely be going to one. Um, I know where to go, you know, because I do still have that support. A lot of people that I got sober with have passed away, you know. And not too many of them around anymore. And do I miss them? Yeah, I miss them. But you know what? When a person dies, their spirit leaves. The only thing laying there in the coffin, the only thing laying down there is their shell. And that's all we are, our shells. Now our spirit lives within and so, to me, just like the tarot deck, the one card, the death card, to me, the death card represents a rebirth. You know, just like the bat in the animal totem, the animal totem card, it's a rebirth, you know. Or you can look at it as, you know, the butterfly in the animal totem. Um, you know, there's four levels to that. You know, there's the... Uh, larvae then the cocoon and then no i'm sorry it's the larvae and then there's that second stuff and then the third stuff you know it's a cocoon and the fourth stuff the butterfly you know the cocoon where turns into a butterfly and it's you're starting all over again you know so when i die hopefully you know when you know when my old spirits when my when, when my spirit leaves my body Hopefully there's not all these ghosts out there waiting to kick my butt when I get there. But to me, I'll just be reliving them. I'll be starting a new life. You know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I mean, I'm not going to be crazy and go out there and try to kill myself. No, I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to be depressed about it. But you know what? By being in this business for a very long time, I'm looking forward to seeing what the deal is out there. I want to get to um, what's really important because May is Mental Awareness, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I believe I had a good week, you know. Um, things started to fall in place for me, you know. And I, I haven't been so depressed that much lately. Uh, my anxiety really, really went down. And I believe, you know, God did help me in that part because I did ask for help because it got too, too hurtful for me. Um, I didn't like where I was going. I was going down a real dark, deep path. I really was. 
And I remember saying, you know what? I, I, I can't do this, you know? I'll, you know, and what I talked about, you know, how we want somebody to give us a hug and then tell us that we're going to be okay, you know, or someone's going to just like be there and let us talk. It's still going on out there and it's pretty bad. I just wish people would, you know, would understand what's going on in other people's lives. That's the biggie, you know? That's the biggie. Understand what other people are going through. It could be a friend, it could be a loved one, it could be a parent, it could be a child. Who knows? But deep down inside, they're crying for help. They're crying, and they're not going to come out and tell you. I'm not going to, you know, at the beginning of my depression, I would never come out and tell, ask anybody for help until it got really, really, really bad. And then, you know, I went to my doctors and so on and so on. But it, it just seems like it never goes away. And when I see people depressed, you know, um, in, in the real world, it kind of hurts. And I just want to go up and give them a hug. And tell them, yeah, I think about you. And I do care about you. And I hope you feel better. Is there anything I can get you? There, you know, I you know, I talked to a person the other day at a restaurant. And I could just tell she wasn't doing good. And I and I just looked at her and I said, Do you want to talk? She looked up at me and she said, what do you mean? And I said, I know you're depressed. Because I'm depressed too. But I don't like, I told her, I said, I don't like seeing you in this, this way. And I said, I'm here to listen to you. And she talked and talked and talked and talked. And after the talking was over with, it was time for us to leave. And she had a smile on her face. And she turned around and looked at me and she said, thank you for listening to me. And that's all it takes, so everybody. That's all it takes. If you know someone who is really, really hurting, talk to them. Tell them that you'd sit down and listen. Don't ever tell them, you know, go do another thing will make you better, you know, you know, date another, you know, another woman or, you know, once you go out and dancing or you have to go out and do this and go out and do it. No, it don't work that way. It doesn't. It don't work. You have to sit down and listen. Even if they don't talk, hold them. Because like we need we need to be felt that we need to feel that people actually care about us. We need that. And it's not being needy. It isn't, okay? It's just is what we need. And what's crazy is what you do for us, 
in return, we can do it for another person. And I'm not ashamed where I'm at with my situation right now. I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm not on no high horse or no pedestal, whatever you want to call it. I'm not. When I tell you this, I'm extremely humble about it. I don't care who knows how depressed or my anxiety is. I don't care. But what I need to do is talk about it. And thank God for UPRN Radio 105.3 in New Orleans for giving me the opportunity to express how I feel and what's going on with me. Besides the paranormal, you know, besides the cryptids, besides the Bigfoot, besides the aliens. I can tell you how I feel about me. So, you know, hopefully one day, you know, I'll get that hug again. And I'll have somebody listen to me again. And I believe it's going to be okay. As long as I know I have one person in my life. That's my son. And even though he's out in Indiana. Um, he knows when I'm hurting. And he'll call. He will call. So we are getting close to time of closing out here. I got about another minute and 15 minutes, seconds. So I hope you all enjoyed tonight's show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you listened to Chasing Prophecy. Uh, it was a pretty interesting show. Um, so if you didn't get the opportunity to listen to it, please, 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 you know, uh, go to SoundCloud and or to UPRN Radio uh, YouTube. And um, then you can watch it there. But, yeah, we're getting down to the second. So I want to thank everybody for listening again tonight. And I will be back next week with something else to talk about. And, you know, it's crazy. I don't know what I want to talk about yet. So I'll figure it out. I'll probably figure it out next Tuesday around 830 at night before I go and say some prophecy. So everyone out there. You have a good evening. Give everybody a hug. Give everybody a smile. And tell them you care and love them. Because they need to hear that. Okay? And parents, please give your children a hug. And tell them you love them. And children, please give your parents a hug. And tell them that you love them. And I can guarantee you'll have one good, beautiful day with your family. And on that, this is Sean Kelly signing out. Um, happy hunting. Good night.